Hi, welcome to episode 6. I'm your host Noel Woodward and this is For the Love of. For the Love of Tech, creating learning and sharing with Rathik Sharma. Rathik has always been someone who loves technology. This love has materialized into various things over the years. As a kid, it was all about playing Pokemon Creator or Club Penguin on his computer. And as a teenager, he was busy jailbreaking people's iPod devices, teaching himself Photoshop, and running a moderately successful tech blog and YouTube channel to teach people what he knew. While doing all these things out of interest and a pursuit of joy, he unknowingly picked up on design, programming, and web development along the way. Rathik never really consciously planned on learning any of these. They were just a way for him to create something. Little did he know that he'd be using these very skills to build a career in the future. The idea of making things and publishing them is very dear to Rathik. While he is officially a software engineer now, he still considers himself a maker at heart. Software is just one tool he has in his arsenal, and he still makes all kinds of things in his free time, be it random coffee-related clips, music covers and experiments, or even a podcast which he worked on last year. I had a blast recording this one. While the title does say tech, it takes an unconventional path as we talk about Rathik's mantra of creating and sharing content, all the while learning along the way. The episode focuses on his passion for podcasting, music, programming, and all the tech that has inspired and influenced him up until now. Hey Rathik, welcome to the show. Hi Noel, thanks for having me. So what's been up? Nothing man. <laughs> it's the weekend and I'm glad we're finally doing this. We've been talking about it for a while. Yeah, I, I think it's it's been over a month now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just to begin with, uh, let's have you introduce yourself. Maybe talk about what's a typical day in the life these days, lockdown diaries. Yeah, yeah. A quick intro because I'll be going over a couple of things that you sent across as well. So yeah, take it away. Cool, cool, cool. Um, okay, quick intro. So, hi everybody. I'm Ratek, whoever's listening. Um, I, <laughs> I am, I am. I would call myself a nerd. Um, and like a tech head. I love technology. That's sort of what I've been like ever since I was a kid. So that's something about me. But I also like, um, music. I like football a lot. Um, I like Manchester United a lot, which Noel would not like. I mean, I don't like your team either. So, um, we're, we're, we're rivals. <laughs> Maybe we should do a podcast on Dude, that. Damn. I mean, we'll probably talk about podcasting a lot, but, uh, I have, I want to do a football podcast, so we could probably collaborate. <laughs> that would be great. Sure yeah. thing. 
Cool, that'll be great. But then I'll I'll say one point. So yeah, I mean, I I probably best describe myself as somebody who just likes making things. So that can be with like um what my profession is technically, which is just like writing code, software, making things that that way. Yeah. Or it can be just other stuff I do. Um, I've done. I did a podcast last year. Um, really into podcasting that way. Yeah. I make like small small. movies when i'm brewing coffee and then yeah. post them on instagram that's something <laughs> i do and i do music just fun covers learning things so i've always like to like keep making things so um i think a maker is like a good way to describe myself um in terms of like day to day lockdown diaries i feel um so for the last 6 months like work's been pretty hectic so most of my days have been going into that i mean given the pandemic a lot of stuff shift, shifted at work so with that uncertainty a lot of things needed to happen at a, like a faster pace and i've i probably am one of the most more senior people at my workplace because i've been here for like 3 3ish years so a lot of responsibility was sort of on me so mostly my time went into that and then in my free time i was like just chilling watch it's good that football is back now but when we didn't have football it was pretty boring um so yeah that's i think a good sort of description of what stuff i do cool so you've covered quite a lot of the points that i'll be talking about going forward as well so that's nice so there are a couple of reasons why i brought you onto the show okay i see this going in so many different directions and i i want it to be that i want you to digress as much as you can because that's the kind of podcast this is okay great <laughs> maybe go down the rabbit hole sure sure yeah also i realized this is exactly what you do with your youtube channel where you've got a mishmash of different things going on yeah. so that's interesting i i really feel that you should keep adding to that stuff no no absolutely i mean so i want to do youtube super seriously i mean i mean probably in a couple of months or maybe a couple of years because i again it fits into the bucket of like me wanting to create things and video is just like another platform that i enjoy so i definitely want to do more of that i mean i've basically mm. basically been using my youtube as like a almost i it's a video dump essentially whatever i'm making which is video i don't really think too much about yeah posting not posting i always post that's something i do um yeah. most mostly because youtube is like very a good way to consume video so even if it's like something i just want to share with you or like any, any other friend i'll just upload it to youtube because the compression is so lovely and i can just easily share things with people so it's right now a dump uh, i did try to i think couple of i mean years back now i tried to do like a i tried to make it a regular thing but it just with shooting videos is like harder than maybe doing a podcast so it didn't work out but eventually i mean if i can create like a setup at home like a studio mini studio then it's definitely something i want to do so yeah yeah so so what's interesting is that we were talking about this earlier as well where you mentioned you wanted to start another podcast with a friend. Yeah. So what's interesting is that Spotify is starting this video series and they might be doing it in collaboration with Anchor since they own it now. Right. Uh where you can upload your podcast in the form of a video as well. Mm. So that would be interesting and maybe you could add it to your YouTube channel as well. So okay, this is a question I have for you then since I <laughs> I know you love podcasts and this is something I think about a lot and I've been questioned about it. What do you, do you like video podcasts? No, I won't go near them. So I'm the same. No, so it depends on how you make them, right? I'm not the guy who does video. 
you on the other hand i've seen your videos and i know you can shoot video so that's why i mm-hmm. suggested that right i'm not someone who is comfortable with video at the moment if i could put it that way right so okay so why this came up is because so okay small tidbit story when i was launching unbox um i think when i launched it i made like a like a launch post and my friends were kind enough everybody was sharing it it was pretty cool uh, it was one of the fun really fun days back like last year when the world was less shit yeah. um but <laughs> I, i so through people sharing i came across this this i don't know who, this person uh, who was basically starting a company in india where they were planning on making content uh, for like young people basically hmm so and they saw what i was trying to do um, with like unbox uh, which was generally just talking about unconventional career paths and it sort of appeals to like the younger generation i even pitched it as something uh, which is for like indians modern indians um and they seemed to really like the idea of me doing this and they wanted me to come like bring it to their platform and they wanted to see if there's like a collaboration that's possible um and they sort of i spoke to them but this was like even before i had just released one episode and i was like i don't even know if i like doing this and the already sort of this opportunity had come my way and maybe i panicked and said no but i did give it a good thought and one of the things they did say that they wanted it to be a video podcast and so i i feel like it was a it was a combination of a little bit of panic from my end and also the reason that i don't like video podcasts basically and i wanted it to be an audio only thing because i feel like audio as a medium you can do a lot more with it i mean it could be like small sound effects it could be i mean you could do like fun asmr stuff also <laughs> uh, yeah. so that's that's why like i have this strong opinion on video podcasts which mm-hmm. is what i asked you uh, and i mean I, yeah i do watch some video podcasts um but i still prefer doing audio yeah i mean for me it's not really a podcast it's a video exactly i mean what happens with joe rogan's podcast now he signed up with spotify and won't be able to upload full episodes on youtube and that's why i think they're doing this video series exactly and i mean if you were actually right so it just becomes a video then um the only exception i would say is i mean i don't know if you if you are aware of mad diavela no okay so he's this youtuber um he is con- i think i think i did click on one of those links which led to his channel i can't remember yeah so a lot, lot of people on my podcast recommended him because i mean they're mostly my friends and we have similar interests but basically matt um so he's like a filmmaker like he has a film background um he eventually he he basically got his fame from this uh, minimalism documentary he did which got picked up by netflix so it's if you go to netflix and search for minimalism it's a documentary yeah i've seen it short. i've seen it okay so yeah so he's behind that and uh, he did a lot lots of like freelance video work for years and then eventually quit his freelance and wanted to make his own videos own films basically which is when he started the youtube channel so his podcast uh, it's called the ground up show um that has impeccable video like it's like he's he is a filmmaker so he does it really well yeah and it's like it's got like a really sick intro where he's brewing coffee and like really nice animation then it goes to the two guests and he is like 
like sure sm7b's really high quality mics and everybody both of the people are wearing headphones and it's short and he got a three camera setup also so like if 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 i can do that then maybe yes yes i i can understand but another person who does them smartly he doesn't do video podcasts uh, but i like the way he's done it mkbhd started the waveform podcast last year yes and he kind of mentions it in his videos that go and listen to the podcast for more stuff yeah so i think that's a smart way of doing it because you've already established yourself on youtube exactly and i feel so i feel like mkbhd also copied it i, I don't know if you're aware of this other guy who's i think his name is uh, tyler stallman no so he's another tech youtuber uh, but he's actually a photographer like his profession is a photographer runs mm. like a um like a company with his wife um and he so one of the things he says which is very interesting to me is he is a huge podcast listener to the extent that he doesn't watch tv movies he prefers podcasts as his primary media consumption so he started a podcast i think a year or so so back yeah. and that's when i first saw somebody using the podcast like how mkbhd does it now where he was always he was used to make like these 7 minute youtube videos about a particular topic and then used to say for a longer conversation about this video go listen to the podcast which was i think a really good way of like linking his two platforms and i think i think mkbhd picked it up from there uh, because then they they also collaborated on something so that's like my i guess guess uh, but definitely i mean waveforms a pretty great podcast also yes So since we've already jumped past some of my points. Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. License to digress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so since we've already blazed past, I'll come back to them in a bit, but we could just segue into the unbox podcast, sure, sure. which you mentioned earlier. Could you talk about that a bit? Why you started it and what it's all about? Yes, okay. Unbox, my baby. <laughs> um started it last year officially in March. but i i had the idea marinating since i think i would say even like 2018 end of 2018 yeah um so i've been listening to podcasts since i want to say 2016 uh when i was like in, it used to be my college commute thing hmm. back when podcasts were manageable like i was subscribed to two or three now it's like cannot keep up yeah so so do you do this thing where you kind of subscribe to the podcasts and just collect them and then end up not listening to them at all so much man i i have also done this where i have so if there is a podcast which is like it ends like it has an end like it's like one season long for example i, I don't even unsubscribe because <laughs> same here yeah so actually funnily enough like so i i think you're also a pocket cast user yeah i was a pocket cast user yeah virtual high five great app but so i tweeted to them a while back saying that can you please build a feature <laughs> where i can like have a section in the app where podcasts i've finished can go <laughs> yeah and also dude i've done scary shit like i started using google podcasts as my second podcast so one minute i need to stop you right there okay cool and i need to show you this yeah yeah can you see these apps Can you see oh Google Podcast Anchor? Yes. And I've got oh a couple God. more as well, Spotify. So they're all over the place. Yeah. So all over the place, I mean, you're probably ahead of me here, but I went to one other app and I tried to make a process around it. What I was doing is the podcast I discovered went to Google Podcast. Ah. 
when <laughs> when i heard it and i wanted it to come to my pocket cast realm then i would add it there because otherwise my pocket cast was like just exploding but this all this completely failed eventually it was a mess and i deleted google podcast in any case it's shit app i think yeah it's a very bad app uh, it's a very bad app i mean i don't even like spotify it's they need to make another app for podcasts you cannot mix music in podcasts i think uh, pocket cast i mean i did a lot of research when it came to choosing an app mm. and pocket cast just seemed like the best thing to have in podcasts and right. lifetime membership now yeah exactly both both of us yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah i i digress again coming back to generally so i've been listening to podcasts since 2016 um and i all like, really took to the audio medium as like a way of like creating things so i wanted to have a podcast for years but i didn't know what to do how to do it and then eventually um i think 2018 was when i was like i really want to do something and uh, that's when i had a bunch of ideas uh, but my i think guiding pillars for what i wanted to do was one definitely i wanted it to be conversational because i that's the kind of podcast i enjoy the most uh because like it's it's like you're you're a fly on the wall in that conversation and like i generally like co- like com- like comedy podcasts a lot not comedy i mean funny funny people like personalities um so that's something i enjoy so i wanted it to be conversational and then the the idea for unbox came for from my love for generally careers and like um unconventional careers that's mostly because like i personally have had an interesting career in the sense that i always wanted to be in tech but i never really went to an engineering college it's mostly been me teaching myself things and i mean that eventually meant i went, i like studied math in college because i like math that's my reasoning people don't get it yeah uh, but that's why i did it and then throughout college i was always on the side working on like these skills i had to acquire to eventually like get into the tech industry hmm. which then i did eventually and so it's been really like weird and different and uh, whenever i like meet people and this whenever i like talk to people meet people um it's very interesting that how a lot of people it, it doesn't always go as you plan it yeah. that's i think pretty hmm. normal to like every every sort everybody knows that that's another the, the, the idea of like careers conversations and stories is what led me to create unbox which i mean the the official tagline is it's um, like i think if i remember correctly it's uh, just unconventional uh, career paths uh, told as stories for people and why the name is unbox is because like my reasoning was that society tries to box us like in the buckets oh you're an engineer you're a doctor or whatever lawyer um uh, and uh, a lot of people carve out their own space in the world um be it like one of the episodes was like a friend of mine who did a lot of freelance graphic design work um or it could just generally be like one of my most favorite personal favorite episodes that did was just with a friend who's like an indie game developer yes yes kabir um yeah exactly kabir so uh, that's that's that was the idea behind the naming so no, don't let society box you up and this this show will be a way to sort of put these stories out there um and that's how unbox happened basically yeah so um yeah so um the entire idea kind of resonated with me and i have yet to come across anybody else who I know personally who has a podcast so I was completely thrilled and over mm-hmm. the moon and I was constantly texting you to know more about it and how you dealt with the process Yeah 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 
and for this episode, I had to do a ton of research. And I think I've listened to all the episodes on Unbox now. Nice. Do you have any feedback? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have any feedback at the moment. Or do you have a favorite episode? Yes. Anything? The indie game developer. That was really nice. nice. Kavir was a joy to have, yeah. So apart from that, there's a neat little episode where you kind of took questions from your listeners and you talk about the future of Unbox, about Mm -hmm. sound design, editing, and the fact that you're learning new things while you're doing what you like to do. And effectively, that's how you've actually been doing everything throughout your life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Learning by doing, which is incidentally also an episode on Unbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From your love for tech to your YouTube channel to your passion for creating things, which has led you to becoming a full-blown developer. Yes, exactly. This really isn't a question. I'm just trying to connect the dots. It's more of an observation and you could just comment on it from your point of view. No, I think you sort of nailed it. Sounds about right. (laughs) All all right, cool. So before we go down the tech rabbit hole, I want to talk about you as someone who loves to create content Mm -hmm. and then share it with the whole world. Yes, as someone who has come to doing that myself, actually, this podcast also started because of that. And initially, before this, I've been doing it through a portal. Right. Uh, let's call it a blog where I review films. No, I, 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 I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an admirer of that also. <laughs> and I, yeah, I mean, nice. I know, I mean, I know that you've been doing it for a lot of years. I mean, I yes. remember, I mean, your brother, who, who is my friend as well, he told me that you used to have used to do that on like BBM back in the day. Yes, yes, yes. Which I've just always been fascinated by. So uh, I was... <laughs> yeah, I, I found a niche market there. I had over yeah, 3 lakh subscribers. Exactly. Which was just ba- like baffling to hear. But also like fantastic job, I'm sure. Yeah, and heartbreaking as well when they decided to shutter it. I mean, yeah. And then I restarted a little over a year ago. Nobody could have predicted WhatsApp would be such a big success. Yeah, but RIP so, BBM for whatever that's worth. Yeah. So basically just coming back to the point as someone who has come to love doing this yeah. myself. I wanted to understand what made you want to do something like this. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, it's it's not something I've like consciously thought about. Um, if I try to think about since when I've been doing this, um, I think it started way back in like ninth grade. I used to have this tech blog hmm. with my friends. Um, and I guess just being part of the internet generation, like growing up and seeing people put things out there. Um, made me want to sort of do it because I, I, if I was making something, I mean, the blog was probably the first time I did that. Um, so that happened in like ninth grade, but then eventually I think Twitter was also a big sort of factor. Uh, when I joined Twitter, I, I joined it like in 2010 before it was cool. And now I hate everybody on it. I don't, it's a great place. (laughs) But it's not, it will never be what 2010. <laughs> yeah, it's a great place. I mean, it will never be what 2010 Twitter was, which was just like, just, I don't know, introverted people <laughs> across the world. I mean, when you think about it, it's not only the social media platforms. The internet will also never be the same. Yeah. Where you had this entire idea of homebrewing, do-it-yourself kind of stuff. Right, right. It's, internet's gone mainstream, basically. Yeah. So Twitter that way was a really big help because like I met, like I made friends basically on, uh, on Twitter. So I, if I had to like point out somebody, I met this guy and we don't even talk anymore, but his name was like Isaac. And uh, he was like this guy, dude in uh, UK and he had a YouTube channel um, where he used to um, basically uh, post tutorials on how you can 
run uh, Mac on like Windows computers through like uh, using like virtualization. So without actually dual booting your computer, you can like virtualize and install a Mac. And I was as a kid, I was super fascinated by like Apple and Mac and obviously Mac. Jailbreaking. Yeah, jailbreaking. <laughs> and uh, I was always like, obviously didn't have the money or my dad didn't allow me to get a Mac. But uh, so I always wanted to like install Mac on my computer. So I found him. Then I got to know his YouTube channel. And I tried a couple of things he was doing. I got stuck. I messaged him on Twitter. Then he sort of helped me set it up. And then we became friends like that almost. And when I had done it, then I was like, maybe I should also talk about my experience. It just came from nowhere. And then I, for a lot of years, I was uh, not for a lot of, I mean, for like a year or so I was, I put like, I think 10 or 11 YouTube videos about like installing Mac on Windows, which to, I mean, it's one of my biggest regrets in life. I deleted them later because I was like, so I did this for like a year and then I obviously grew up. I was not a kid anymore. And I was like, this is, this is not good. Um, why do I sound like this? And, uh, instead of privating the videos, I was like, no, no, I want a fresh clean like slate and I deleted them. And it's, I, I'm so angry at myself because they, those would have been just comedy gold (laughs) right now. And like, I've, I've almost pledged to myself. I'm never deleting anything I create. So I have like, now I just, my YouTube has like this lot of private videos, which are just random funny things, which I made. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's in terms of just creating it, it's, I don't know if it's natural, but yeah, um, I just like to share what I'm making with people. Um, that's, I don't know why I do that. <laughs> have you ever thought about it? So I do that anyway. I'm like this super hyper excited person who gets a kick out of sharing stuff with people. Yeah, I mean, it could be anything. It could be music. It could be a show I've seen. It could be a poster. It could be a book. It could be, I don't know, absolutely anything. Maybe, maybe I'm the same in terms of like personality. Mm. Maybe, maybe it's like a personality thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in the process while you're posting and sharing things, you're also learning something which is equally Uh, important. And the stuff that you learn while you're doing something that you're really fond of, that stays with you. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. Maybe it comes from that. But I mean, through the years I've, like, so I do do this, like I post things and I've done this for a lot of years, but then I've come across, like I've read people talk about the, the joy that publishing something brings. Um, and I completely resonate with that. Um, and like, I have these conversations with people, like I have friends who are artists, um, or like they also make things, but I've seen people struggle with sharing. Um, I mean, it can come from like self doubt or just thinking what might people say but I've somehow never had that um, even if it's like terrible stuff I'm putting out there but just that kind of like inhibition is something I don't have which I guess is good and bad uh, I don't know what people think of me but I'm posting things for myself um, so, so that's how I am right now I feel like so since we're talking about creating and I can see that Green Day poster behind you mm. So I'm just going to segue into music now, since you're pretty fond of creating, producing content and doing a lot of sound editing and mixing. Could you talk about that? What your influences are and what encourage you to explore that area? So, okay. Hmm. So, okay. I've always like loved music uh, ever since I was a kid. Um, and I, I used to 
learn music as a kid also so i used to learn it and then eventually um i so for for a lot of years as a kid i mostly used to listen to like bollywood music till eventually i think in what fifth i mean fourth or fifth grade maybe sixth grade also is when i like went into english music or and i think it was two songs sort of led me there which were again introduced to uh, by introduced to me by another friend sahars so he he introduced me to uh, firstly like boulevard of broken dreams and and in the end okay <laughs> yeah or some for some people it's also like uh, summer of 69 uh, but like these two are which is crazy how they they define a generation uh so the i got i got into english music and then obviously explored explored over the years um i i learned music when i was a kid mostly because like my parents threw me into like a keyboard piano class which i then eventually left yeah so i got i've always been somebody who has liked music and i think that formal education as a kid sort of makes me appreciate music differently hmm. um yeah. so yeah. coming to like creation um that's i think so making music or like doing these covers that i just do for fun that's definitely one of my most recent things i've done um i think it's like probably a year or so into it and i think how it happened was so um i was into music i was learning and then i left it um then all my friends in school used to be playing music all the time so yeah. through them i picked up the guitar then like they used to teach me and again because like everybody around me was doing it i wanted to learn as well and then in college which was like a very new space for me i then got into the music society there and sort of was part of that music scene again because again because i enjoyed it so then after college um since i had i got a job eventually and then i had more i had i had control over my life obviously college college controls you and then you get control back after college yeah. so i i wanted to get back into playing the keyboard like piano basically and um and i already had one at home it just was like lying somewhere up in storage so i got it down and i started to re- relearn things but from the angle of like music i liked and i wanted to play and sing basically and i started doing that and then that combined with i had a mac i knew it had garage band on it so i was like can i link my keyboard to my computer because i've seen people do it so let's try to figure that out so then that's how i learned how do you sort of connect a midi keyboard to garage band and then i was like wow i can put this signal into my computer and then then your creative juices start sort of going out of control like okay then i can do whatever i, I can make this midi into a drum set uh, which is like crazy so then sort of just let myself be and like explore and made like small small things here and there just cuz i wanted to um that's how it started and then eventually i was like i sort of le- leveled up started watching videos on youtube on like music production how do you mix Uh, I mean, I'm still like super amateur, but you you learn by seeing other people do it, and YouTube is like a great place for that. So that's something I did more of. Eventually, made like a couple of songs. Then I I wanted to put them out there, so I have like a SoundCloud where again I just dump everything I make. Um, and then since Instagram has this IGTV thing now, I was like, 
if I want to share it there, then the best way to do that is through a video. And I was like, let's make a video. And then that's how I put the video covers essentially um, on Instagram. And then people liked it. And I was like, okay, this is, I had fun. People liked it. I should do more of this. Um, so that that's mainly how music production has happened. And now it's like, it was like one of my goals last year, which I want to create like 10 covers this year or something. Um, and it's something I have this year as well. I don't know what number is it. I'll probably revisit it in December. But yeah, it's, it's, I enjoy it a lot. So I, I want to keep doing it um, on the like sound engineering aspect, like generally audio as a platform. That's, I think the, the podcast situation is a good way to explore that. But even with unbox, I like, I don't know. I have like super elaborate intros. I don't know what I did, <laughs> but, but, but I always wanted to do that. Cause um, that's what I like when I listen to episodes, like other podcasts. Um, like I want to like have a song and like manage my fades and fade ins and fade outs properly. And that again stems from, um, like a, like personal taste, I guess. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the whole music situation right now. And recently I've come up, like, because I'm doing this music thing, I've come across people, um, mainly friends only who back in school, we used to be on jamming with the guitars, but they've eventually gone on to pick up these music production skills as well. And we have this whole new thing to talk about now. So it's, it's pretty interesting how that's happening again. Yeah. Speaking of instruments, you've been experimenting with a Korg Volcar to produce some really interesting stuff as well. Yeah. I think I might just want to try one of those. Dude, that's why you should, you should. Yeah. I mean, I've always been a fan of synth pop, wave, ambient kind of stuff. The Volca is my latest like toy, I guess. Uh, that also stemmed from like I I found um, this YouTuber I used to follow. Um, he set up a channel and he's been doing this. He has like a Volca and a couple of other music things. So he's been using that to just make things. And I saw it and I was like, this is so cool. And, uh, and I watched it for like a couple of months. Then I, then I thought, Oh, I need to get one of these. And, but I didn't know the first thing about where I should get it from. So I then found the Reddit, the subreddit for Volkas. I mean, God bless Reddit. Uh, but there's like a community for everything. So I found the subreddit there. I posted there asking, Hey, if I want to get into this, what do I do? Where do I start? Because there's so much in that subculture. And uh, they they were obviously super kind to like point me and give me like a couple of options. And I eventually went up, went with the sample, which is the, which is what I have now. Um, and uh, I, it was surprisingly available on like bajar.com, which I, I, first I thought, oh, I don't know, I don't have to get it from America or something, but Bajao has been like a wonderful place uh, for music things. Um so I got it and then I've been learning, experimenting with it. It's, it's so much fun to just like late at night, plug some headphones and just, and just use it. Um, and it's like such a small little thing. So, I mean, I don't know if you know this. So the, it's like, it, it's very restricting in what it can do. So firstly, it's battery operated. Um, it has four MB of storage. <laughs> wow. Okay. And we, and also it has a limit of, you can only store samples on it Okay. for a total of 65 seconds. 
Okay. So the total sum, like sum up the sample slots, it should not exceed 65 seconds. The constraints are so like, I wanted it for the constraints. Yeah. Sometimes I guess with constraints in place, it pushes you to create some really interesting stuff. Exactly. I mean, constraints always, always push the, the creative boundary. That's what I've experienced at least. So that's, that's, that's the music scene basically. Yeah. Super interesting, man. So just moving on and coming to what you're doing currently, you're programming, you're a developer and self-taught at that. Yeah. Could you expand on your intro where you say that you never really planned to learn any of it and then ended up working in the sphere? Hmm. So it, it happened. I mean, so the tech, like I told you, I think in the beginning, I've always been into it from to the extent that I think I remember when my dad got like a computer back home from like office it was like the most fascinating thing for me. Um, I used to like, and okay, so here's an interesting story. Um, for me to get a computer, my dad had given me this task. He had told me that, um, and I, he used told me, you'll get access to, I mean, his laptop back then, um, which was a brick, <laughs> uh, obviously <laughs> yeah. laptops back in the day. Uh, he told me, you get my laptop every Sunday for one or two hours. And you can use paint to make something. Okay. And he told me, use paint, make something that looks good. If I like it, I'll get you a computer. <laughs> I don't know why he came up with this. Yeah. What was mm. the reasoning? But I spent like a couple of weeks uh, making things. Like it was just random shit with like sur- the circle tool. And you know, paint has this like sp- spray can. Yeah. Which is like as kids, you're so fascinated by it. <laughs> because it like very cool when it looks on the sc- how it looks on the screen, and I used all of that to make something. And eventually, he liked it somehow. I don't know why. <laughs> and he got that computer home, and then that's how my love affair with like a computer began. Um, which then eventually, as a kid, it was just like playing games and having fun on the computer. Then the internet came along. Um, I, I remember the first instances of me hacking something was actually. Um, I had like a Nintendo DS and, um, which my dad, so my dad used to travel a lot to America as a, I mean, he still does, uh, but back in the day he used to travel through Bangkok. So he got the DS in America, then got it like retrofitted, hacked, you could call it in Bangkok so that you can like, you can have as many games as you want, basically using like an R4 or whatever. Um, he got that and he gave it to me and it had like 20 games or something, which he had got pre-installed. And I was like, what, what if I want to play that game? He's, he's like, I don't know. Okay. I was, I, I was so, I mean, I wasn't annoyed, but it was like this thing. It was eating me inside why I couldn't figure it out. So I spent like days on forums, just searching for how I can get these games. And eventually figured it out, t- torrented it from somewhere and put it on the DS. And then I was playing my Dragon Ball Z games. It was amazing. Um, so that's like one of the first instances of like hacking, how that happened. And that's how I think all my pro- processes are like when I, when I first started to like write code, which was just based like web development, like basic HTML and stuff. That was because I was working on this blog with my friends, like I said, and I wanted to change some colors. So I was like, how do you do this? And you, you Google 
uh, and then you learn and google is like i think the cheat code to life uh, for for a developer or like somebody who is like technologically inclined google everything everything is out there um, and that's how i picked up started to pick up the like development skills um always it, it was, so it was always to achieve a target like if i wanted to change these colors for example and how do you do that you pick up these skills so you learn those things um then eventually through my interest in like computer science computers in general i ended up studying computer science in school which i think to this day those two years at 11th and 12th grade is the only formal computer science education i've had everything apart from that is mostly been through like online courses or youtube or just googling um so that again that's how since i was interested in it i studied it got these skills and then sort of kept building on that and eventually i that's that was like my primary skill and that's why i wanted to get into the tech industry basically and that's i mean it's still pretty new i mean i'm mean, only 3 years into it uh but yeah it's been great and exciting times ahead hopefully yeah and and you're also while you're learning when you're also running a tech blog right you're kind of sharing what you're learning at the same time oh yeah so i mean i talk about the medium that i'm sort of running yes yes yeah so i mean that's slightly different from our tech blog um the tech blog is like what i used to run with my friends hmm. which was more like oh hey this is a tutorial yeah um but i mean that can still happen on this medium sort of thing i'm doing but hmm. so one of the things that's really important for like developers in my opinion i mean people who are like engineers or like developers you can call them it's very important it's like writing is a very important skill i mean it's in general an important skill but even when you're in like a technical position uh like explaining things to people through words is very important um so that's one of the main reasons why i post on medium so it's supposed to be a collection of like um it can be technical things that i write about uh, just about things i learn but it can i also don't want to restrict it to just that it can also be like life updates or um, like a, that's basically a place where i will express myself with words basically so i mean which is interesting I've, i'm through this like discussion i'm realizing all my platforms are just random i do anything on everything so which is i'm cool with that uh, but that's great i mean i'm just going back a couple of years even on my bbm channel where i was reviewing films tv shows and documentaries i started mm-hmm. to feel a bit siloed as well because i was only doing one thing uh talking about a certain type of medium and i've and i've done architecture and i've yeah. been exposed to a lot more and again just through my own hunger and curiosity i've kind of delved into different things mm-hmm. So over there I wanted to start something alongside my film review page which I called anything and everything under the sun. Mm. That's a good way to describe what I do. <laughs> so so yeah yeah I I can completely understand what you're saying right now because yeah. a lot of the stuff that I've been reading and watching while researching about you it kind of resonated because it's very similar to what I've been right. Doing. Yeah. I mean I think it's kind of nice because as humans we we're multifaceted and we're interested in different things. so it makes sense to have what you create sort of reflect that and i wouldn't have it any other way i mean i don't i don't want to do one thing all the time yeah so so yeah i th- i think we've reached that point where we can kind of talk about anything and everything 
<laughs> that you want to talk about. So I've got two big topics staring back at me as I'm looking at my notes. Okay. But uh, before I bring them up, okay. I want to ask you, is there anything specific that you want to talk about? Hmm, what specific? So, I mean, right now, what big, big stuff in tech right now? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, the Nord, OnePlus Nord is out. Yeah. Which is fascinating. I mean, I, I quite like the phone. That's one of the things I've recently been... Seeing. And what about the form of that camera at the back? So, MKBHD did an entire video interview with the co-founder of OnePlus. Yeah, yeah I've seen where it. Where they specifically talk about the prototype designs, which had very different camera form mm. factors. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the video post that, he kind of brings this point up and compares it to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I think he compared it to one of the, I think, o- Oppo phones or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so... Okay, so like... Con, con, not controversial. So I'm I'm a Pixel 2 owner. Okay. Yeah, I've got one as well. <laughs> oh my God. Generation behind me. But um, so, and I'm, I'm very okay with this. Like, I think the camera is amazing. Like, I don't think this phone made me want to click photos. I mean, I, I always like to click photos, but before this phone, all my phones were not good cameras. So this really changed that and it makes me want it. It's a very good tool to have as somebody who likes to take photos. And I don't see a reason to upgrade apart from the fact that I'm sort of, I want to have an iPhone, uh, but then I I would never spend like a lakh on an iPhone. Yeah. So right now I've got a Pixel XL and when you talk about photos, there's an interesting tidbit that I'd like to share. Hmm. So original Pixel users get unlimited lifetime high-rise photo storage. So I have, so I have it till 2021, which which is like three years. So this gets it for a lifetime. Yeah. That's amazing. But then I think you only get it while you're still using the phone. Uh, but will you use that phone for a lifetime? No, I'll, I'll probably keep it as a secondary device. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, if that is a that is a bummer, like the storage thing. You know, that's one of the reasons why I want to switch. I've had this conversation with a lot of people and anyone who knows me and has asked me for advice when it comes to devices. I go into this in-depth analysis of... I can't give them a straight answer. I mean, I need to understand what you right. want to use your phone for. What kind of person are you? Whenever I did that, I'd never tell them to get an iPhone. I'd always tell them to check out the latest Android device available, the OnePlus, the Pixel, Huawei. And the fascinating thing <laughs> is that that's changed now. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I mean, on the note of just, um, okay, so as like people who like tech, I'm sure you're aware of this. You end up becoming tech support for a lot of people in your family and or your friends. Oh, yes. People yeah. come to you asking, oh, what should I buy? Um, and... I used to be the kind of person, I think like you also, who are like, oh, also I was I was much more invested also back then. I used to know what's happening in the world. Now it's it's also it's 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 a function of two things. One is like I'm not that aware. Like if you ask me about Windows computers right now, I don't know anything. No, should you, I think. Because like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clearly we're Mac lovers. Uh but yeah, once you go Mac, you never come back. Mm. So that's something. But even with like phones, it used to be like, oh, it's like these multiple options. A lot of people are trying different approaches on things. But now it's sort of like streamlined almost. Almost every good phone out there has similar specs, similar cameras, and they're all good. So it, it now comes to like, okay, how much do you want to spend? And then either you get this or this or this. And on your point, I think with the iPhone 11, 
which is like it was super interesting that it they priced it at 650 uh which is pretty like cheap compared to like $1000 phones um and i think the iphone 12 i am personally very excited about because it might be something i get yeah the smaller one yeah yeah the like yeah the smaller one exactly yeah yeah that's an interesting form factor yeah because it it mostly comes from i want like a change mainly mm, exactly even and i say that being like an android developer like i make android apps mm. but i'm still i want an iphone <laughs> but yeah. i will never stop using android and this is like i guess a big topic um but android and ios like i don't have a clear winner um while iphones do a lot of good things and apps are unparalleled i will always say iphone apps are much better than android apps and being an android developer Uh, but um there are things on android which i will miss on an on an iphone and no for sure so now currently these days my headspace is will i become a two phone person now will i have to carry two phones um but what is your thought on like generally have you ever had an iphone do you want one no so i've never owned an iphone i've been surrounded by apple products throughout my life with the ipod touch to begin with No, actually, it was the Nano, and then I went on to the Touch, and then the iPad, and most of these Same. things have been gifted. It's not like I bought any of it. I'd never, I never bought an Apple product until I got my Mac. So the for me also, like the iPhone is the only thing I've never owned. Yeah, hmm. everything else I've owned either. Yeah, like it started with like the iPod Shuffle, the small, the really small one, yeah. the rectangle. Yeah, that was that was again a gift for me. That was like my first. like i had a walkman and then i got an ipod um then eventually a nano then i i had i had an ipod touch then i had like a newer generation of an ipod touch then eventually an ipad and then another ipad uh which i've now given all of it to my mom um which she really loves the ipad um but personally i think when i got the mac the use case for the, an ipad just went away for me because i'm always on my computer um and so the i've always been like mac plus an android phone it's never been an iphone um uh, you're the same i think and how's your experience been sometimes i feel like pulling my hair out because i'm trying to sync and share between the two devices and it just doesn't work mm. that's one of the reasons there are a couple of them actually i could just say them really quickly so yeah, one yeah. of them is that it just comes down to file sharing as simple as that especially for somebody like me who has to maintain mm. different social media accounts along with the podcast so all of those things are on my phone and what really sucks when it comes down to android devices while they may pack a lot of ram they become really laggy after a year or so i don't know what happens to them and that just puts me off and that's the reason why i want to switch to ios because from what i've heard and seen i mean it does deteriorate any phone would after a couple of years but the rate at which it does is slower mm. on the iphone and again once you've got a number of apple devices then that just makes everything a lot easier yeah, yeah they're very good at it yeah yeah now they're bring, now they're bringing macs closer to the ios side of things with like apple silicon and everything yeah but i mean for you i think an iphone iphone would make sense because uh, you're doing a lot of social media stuff and i mean just in like about file sharing the way i do it is like a very hacky process it's just through google drive basically that's exactly what i'm doing right now yeah so i have like this process is basically i have a folder on my google drive which is just called temporary 
and where I just put things to where I, which I have to post, and then I delete it. <laughs> so that's how I have figured it out, and I think that's the fastest for me. Um, but I mean, with an iPhone, I mean, AirDrop is probably what you're looking at. It'll be make it very quick. Yes. Um, and plus, so apps like I know for a fact that Instagram for iPhone is a better app than Instagram for Android. Yes, yes, yes. Um, just in terms, even if they have the same features, but it this just works better. Better, yeah, snappier. Yeah, and like I, I've spoken to a bunch of my friends are also like Android people, Android mm, engineers. Yeah, and mm. they, one of my friend, he's now using an iPhone like a 6s, which is like old. And he says that, and he's also Pixel 2 owner, and he says that animations on the 6s are much better than what animations are on on android and like that's also like an like a frustration we have as like engineers because like when you're making designs like designs and making them into an app your designer tells you hey you i want this animation to be like smooth and it should be a 60 fps should look nice because if you want to like delight the user and then you try to do it and it's not consistent and whereas if you do it on an iphone um, it just is. It it is. It just works. Yeah, mm. to sort of. Yeah, I I, I was avoiding, <laughs> but yeah. So there's another thing that frustrates me when it comes to Android. For me, I've always been someone who likes to get the latest updates and tinker around with it. I'm not much of a ROM kind of person. I mean, I've been doing. I mean, I've been there, done that. I like to have the very plain, simple, pure stock experience. Yeah, same, same. I used to be that. Yeah, and I don't do a lot of customization. And I think it also stems from there. I think that's the reason why it will be easier for me to transition to iOS because I won't change things around much. I mean, they've got widgets now. So yay for that. That's what I would have missed, but now they're there. So it's all cool. Hmm. Another big one is the update cycle. The folks at Google, uh, for their Pixel lineup, this is their Pixel lineup you're talking about. Okay, not any random Android device. And they provide updates Hmm. for two years. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, Apple, they can support people. So, yeah. I mean, my my MacBook, which this is like an Air from 2014. And it's going to get Big Sur. Yeah, exactly. Like nuts. Um, but, yeah, I mean, in terms of just software, yeah, I, nothing like, if you want the latest and greatest, nothing like an iPhone. The only thing, I mean, this is, again, something I want your thoughts on. The only thing that keeps me from completely switching. Two things, actually. So, one thing is just notifications. I think Android is miles ahead of iOS. Um, and second, the fact that I use so many Google services um, and like just Google services work better on Android. And also the sharing system on Android is something I'm quite fond of. The fact that you can like just, if you have, you can share anything to anything and there's like a nice share sheet that pops up. You can send things directly to apps. All that is really nice. Um, the simple, like one of the simple instances, I was just noticing this yesterday. Um, I I don't usually get SMSs these days, but I I got an important SMS the other day, and this is actually I've noticed this on other apps also, and uh, on Android it aut- like gives you these auto generated. Uh, you can just reply in the notification shade, and for some simple things like thank you, you're welcome, stuff like that. I don't think iOS has that. And it's a small thing, but it adds up, right? When you're using it every day and 
uh, I think Google really nails notifications, be it like just um, replying in your notifications or uh, having like silent notifications, priority notifications. Mm-hmm. You can like sort mm-hmm. things out. You can block mm-hmm. things. Um, I think Android really does that better. What has your general experience been? I mean, I don't know if you know I how iOS does its notifications. For me, notifications. Uh, I'm I've not tinkered around with these do not disturb features, and nor have I customized mm-hmm. my notification experience. Right, right, right. Android does do them well, but uh, when you think about it, iOS is essentially mm-hmm. becoming the new Android, where they're copying everything that has already been part of the Android ecosystem yeah, yeah. for I mean, quite a while now. It happen. It happens both ways. They're getting there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it'll get there. You never know. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It could. It could just happen. Yeah. I mean, I've got the Pixel and it's got four gigs of RAM. I mean, RAM manage- management is like is very bad. Bad on Pixel, especially the first one. So, if if you're really worried about just slowing things and you are still unsure about like an iPhone, I mean, you shouldn't be. I think it could be a good way to sort of get into the ecosystem. But I mean, you could always get a newer Android phone, and it should solve most of your issues. Also, nah, I think I'll just go past the Android thing now. I, I might take the leap also, uh, but not maybe like a complete leap, but it'll be like a hybrid situation. Yeah, another thing is that I think I want to go in for the complete experience. Right, Mac plus iPhone. The iPhone plus the iPad, maybe in the future. Right, right. I'm yeah. really interested in graphic design and illustrations as well. That's something I've been trying to get into. Mm. I mean, I've seen with even the podcast graphics, they're lovely. Yeah. Oh, thanks. But that's just really simple Photoshop stuff. No, no. Still, man, it's good. But I want to kind of get into the hardcore illustration bit. And that's something they've managed to nail on the iPad. Mm. Procreate. Yeah. My my brother, younger brother, he has an iPad and a pencil. Um, And he's been using Procreate. So, yeah. So the iPad Pro is on the cards for me too. Um, But as I don't know when... Um, but it, it, I will get it just for f- fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's the long-term plan. But what what were your other two big questions? I mean, we've completely digressed, but... No, no, we ha- actually okay. haven't because one of them was about Apple okay. and the whole reveal at WWDC. Mm. But the, the Apple Silicon reveal. Yeah, yeah. Exciting. Yeah. Especially like they... So I read this, um, I came across this Twitter uh, thread um, I mean, I'll share it with you. You can probably put it in the show notes, but it was a really fascinating take on how Apple does long-term product delivery. Like, And this is something I really like about Apple. Like they get criticized for this a lot. Like the fact that they're adding features very late. So for example, be it, I don't know, custom keyboards or widgets now. If we, and people are like, oh, Android has had it since Android 1. <laughs> yeah. It, they don't care. Their users don't care. What they care about is they have it now. And they, they don't care if Android has it or doesn't have it or how long it has, has, has had it. Um, but like the Apple does this really well. They're very, their iteration is, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Like they're very slow, but they, when they do things, they do it right. And uh, and this Twitter thread I'm talking about, it was basically this guy. I don't know if he's an employee or an ex-employee or something. He was just, I couldn't be an employee. It would be some somebody else only. But he was basically talking about how he's so confident Apple is going to nail this two-year transition that they talked about. Um, because to, firstly, to come out and commit to saying in two years, we'll, we'll be done with Intel. 
that's a big deal and and i think they've already thought way ahead of that yeah exactly which is again show, sort of credit to them and their management and their planning i mean they've also done this before when they shift from like power pc to intel um so they also have their processes in place i guess um but i really i mean this is like a new almost like a new era for apple um and i i i was a big fan of the reveal and whatever they sort of talked about um wwdc was like really fun this year oh yeah this year i i think they should just cut out the part where they call the press <laughs> they no, they do some no, no, really no. slick videos apple videos are just out of the world like yeah. so this is a running mm-hmm. joke between yeah. me my brother and i so um so apple's keynotes videos they nobody can touch it okay i mean microsoft is with the some of the newer stuff they're doing they're actually doing a really good very really good job but i still think apple is like miles ahead um and and the keynote specifically so the joke is basically um so oneplus is like also notorious for being they they really they copy apple basically uh, you look at the 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 buds that have just come out and they've been criticized to be like 80 dollar airpods um but even their like keynotes they try to copy some things and they fail every time <laughs> like <laughs> and, and, and it's have you ever seen if if you haven't see oneplus keynotes they're the most boring thing you will ever watch i have seen them i've i've seen one of them they're horrible i stopped i stopped they're horrible <laughs> like <laughs> i feel bad for them like why like if you just like maybe make something which really you want to do then it might just be better but i don't know they, i mean they've also started to get better but uh, two years back they was just horrendous and uh, this year uh, they launched the OnePlus 8 8 Pro and all that and the conference was horrible i mean they did it bang when like pa- the pandemic was just like pretty big and it was like peak lockdown season basically and they did it in like an empty auditorium and then apple did wwdc and you could see levels um and i'm sure oneplus will try to copy them next year like i'm pretty sure this is going to happen and i was i was bummed out google just completely canceled io which was i don't know they could have also done something like apple but they didn't i don't know i mean google is going through a lot of stuff right now they kind of don't know where they're at with their phones the pixel 4a could surprise us but uh, it's messed up mm. i mean especially with the launch of the 4a ha huh, yeah it's where is it you're right google has been pretty on the low about everything i think it's got to do with a lot of transitions that they're going through because a lot of people have started leaving google for example mark levoy the guy behind the software right. for the pixel camera he's jumped across oh, to oh yeah, yeah i read that he's gone yeah he's over. working in the photoshop camera app yeah now. yeah and he was he was the guy who presented the pixel 4 camera last year yeah. with all the like astronomy features i remember and he was very passionate about it it was very strange to see him leave
that was part 1 of the episode. The Pixel 4a was announced a couple of days ago and we'll probably add a short clip about that in part 2 which airs next Saturday. So stay tuned. To keep up to date with whatever's going on, you can follow us on Instagram at for the love of podcast or you could even write to us with your thoughts, ideas and feedback at connect at for the love of podcast.in. Subscribe to us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. So see you next week and stay safe. This is for the love of.